Hello and welcome. My name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. The music you just heard is fun, upbeat, and kind of depicts me. It was provided by my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who are part of a company called Cinema Sonic. Head over to their website down in the description to find out how you could get quality audio and visual works for your next project. I just woke up from a 15-minute nap. Now, if you've never taken a 15-minute nap, you could probably imagine what it's like. At first, you'd think that's literally not enough time to get to sleep. What happens to me literally every single time it feels like is I'll hit that moment of that moment you're going to sleep and you you feel like it's like where your body passes over, passes through, moves onward into the sleep stage, cycle, phase. It's like if you've ever tried taking a nap on a couch and you can totally do it. And like, I could take a nap in my bed and get to sleep right away. Except for this time, what am I even talking about? I am getting somewhere. I feel like every time I'm taking this nap, literally right before my 15-minute timer ends, something happens. A dream starts. Somehow my body just knows that the timer's over. And it's like, oh, you want to go to sleep. It's like my body is one second ahead of reality. That's more than enough time it needs to do I don't know what. Happy New Year, folks. (laughs) Contrary to Christmas, Christmas Eve, my Christmas Eve dinner, New Year's Eve was actually kind of tough. Because, like, I was also alone, like I was for Christmas. But Christmas, it didn't feel as bad. I was having this debate with myself last night. I saw three people in person on New Year's Eve. I had a long conversation, at least a five-minute conversation with one of them. The other two people, they were a couple, and it was just like, hi, happy new year. So is that even a conversation? I don't know. I want to get to a point where I enjoy the process of recording. I enjoy the thought of recording. I said two weeks ago, or a week ago, that it was getting better, and it is getting a lot better. You know what? Maybe not. No, no, it is getting better, that's for sure. It's just, I'm not, I'm not enjoying the (laughs) empty-mindedness. There we go. That's a good way to put it. You know, having a structure, having an outline of things to talk about is good. It keeps you from thinking about nothing. So New Year's Day is feeling kind of like blah. Off to a good start. It'll get better. It'll get better. There is one thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into this episode, and that's The thought of fate and God's plan. Now, I'm not a theologian, and when I say theologian, I mean I don't have years of crazy amounts of study and published writings under my belt about God. If that's not what a theologian is, please uh, don't write me hate mail. (laughs) 
you could break it down and be like, oh, well, you think about God, so you must be a theologian. Maybe that is the definition, but what I'm trying to get at is I'm not a scholar, but I mentioned not being meant to be in certain things. I said I wasn't meant to be in Harry Potter. I actually don't know how true that is. It's possible that I could have been meant to be in Harry Potter. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and I are roughly the same age. He was just within the realm of actors who submitted for that part. Had I submitted for that part, maybe? I don't know. I would have gotten some role. I don't know. Who knows? But what I do know is when people think of God's plan, they think of, you know, there being a right answer for everything. It's very easy to get confused. I really need to put like a chair in here while I talk so I can sit. I have never once recorded while sitting for this podcast. It's really easy to get confused the things that will happen, and our freedom to choose to do certain things. I want to present you with a few thoughts, the first one being, all things will happen in God's timing and in his way. Hmm, okay. All things will happen in God's timing and in his way. I'm just going to say that fate is different than God's plan, for I believe that I have a choice to do whatever I want. Now, God ultimately knows what choice I'm going to make, and that choice is within his plan. But the main thing to think about, who do you live for? And I will tell you, in their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, verse 9. Maybe I was supposed to be in Harry Potter. I don't know. But does it really matter? No. So things that you and I can interact with, or things that you and I can observe, things such as time, reality, matter, our plans, order of the th things around us, space, heat, evil, all those things are, in a way, around us. We engage with them, we interact with them. Those are like within our dimension. Now initially, God is outside of the human dimension, but he stepped into our dimension to prove himself. He put on human flesh and bone and died, not only died, but lived a perfect life and then died to save humankind from their sin. And in doing so, in following him and in trusting and in trusting him, you too can have eternal life. You too can defeat death. I too can defeat death. Speaking of defeating death, I might be putting some of you to sleep with the sound of my voice and just the peaceness of this moment of like that moment of after you wake up from a nap. So if I've lost you yet or not, I hope I haven't. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process my thoughts, explore stories, and post them for 
anyone who might be interested, hopefully inspiring someone. I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better... <laughs> the end. I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. I'm just doing it. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about who I am, so please give them a listen if you haven't. They're just, you know, talking about me. And again, I'm going to say, this time with more emotion, that I'm doing this just as a, just as a therapeutic thing. It's a thing that brings me a sense of calm, a sense of release, a sense of process, a sense of, like, understanding. Gives me something to do. Quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true (laughs) to how I speak. And what you heard in the first however many minutes so far, probably like, wow, I never want to meet this guy. I want to give a very special shout out to my friends at EDC Crate and thank you. A couple weeks ago, I ordered their Billy Boys cologne. It comes in the form of a roller. It's like a rollerball cologne. So instead of spraying yourself, you roll it on, you know, kind of like a pen. And my goodness, does it smell good. It smells delicious. So if you're interested in that as well, please head over to their website, which is in the description of this episode, and use coupon code GQT15% if you're interested in buying something. Here we go. To when I first memorized cars, probably 2009 or 2010, I discovered this part of my brain that was good at memorizing things, and I thought, you know what? Cars are cool. Let's memorize what emblem certain cars have. Okay, now I didn't memorize them exactly to like the X and Y dimension and the exact shape. I kind of started to learn, you know, that emblem is this type of car. That car looks a certain way, so it must be this model. That's really, um, it kind of feels like one of the first things that I was proud of doing. Maybe that's something that comes with puberty and growing up is, you know, just appreciating certain things, like starting to appreciate things. Maybe not even puberty, just becoming a certain age and appreciating certain things. I hope that you can go your whole life with appreciating things. It would be interesting to see. So if you can't tell by now, I'm a visual person. I like data. I like graphs. I like charts. I like stuff. (laughs) I'm very analytical. I think a lot. I should memorize certain things more, like passages of scripture from the Bible. That's a thing you can be proud of doing. Just try to find things that you might think are enjoyable. It's not what I was... I don't really know where I was trying to go. I was just trying to go somewhere, and I didn't expect that to come about, but it did, and I'm I'm okay with it. (laughs) To win traffic stinks. When I first moved to Seattle, I heard that traffic was really, really bad. I moved to Seattle in 2017, fall of 2017, specifically 
I got there December 15th of 2017 in the evening, just narrowing more and more in on it. Living in Belltown in Seattle, which is north downtown, in <laughs> in a studio apartment with three or four other people, which was called the Cornelius. Gosh, now I'm just exploring that time. Seattle traffic stinks. Traffic in, St in Seattle stinks because it goes really slow. One time I was stuck in downtown. I had to drive maybe seven miles to the improv theater, Jet City Improv. I thought I had plenty of time to get there, but nope, I did not. I should have gone the other way. Because there's really, okay, downtown, downtown Seattle, there's really one way people are trying to get out. And that is, I don't even know the street. Is it Denny? That gets you directly onto I-5, northbound or southbound. Yeah, that was my problem. <laughs> I think I was sitting in traffic for 40 minutes. I was like, I'm, I'll definitely be able to get out of downtown. But nope, I wasn't able to get out of downtown until it was a little longer than too late, but I ended up making it to where I needed to be. I had a quesadilla. No, I didn't have a quesadilla. I made some nachos with cheese, and I feel like I ate way too much. How can you eat too many nachos? There are so many cars crammed onto the highway that it just seems virtually impossible to go anywhere. I lived in northeast Seattle and worked in south South Seattle, so I had to take the interstate. And it took me like 40 minutes all the time to get home. And I was going 10 miles or less the whole time. And it really stunk because when you're going really slow, unless you're talking to someone like I had Bluetooth on my in my car. I don't have it anymore. I had the capability of talking to someone over my car's stereo. So I would always like just talk to people on the way home. It was hands-free. Both of my hands were on the steering wheel. A lot of times one hand was like propping my head up because I was just bored. Because I was driving so slow. So slow driving should be illegal. You know, traffic should be illegal. Bad traffic. So I thought that was bad. I thought that stunk. Until I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I am more terrified to drive here than I have been anywhere. And I've driven all around the country. Except there are like four or five or six or seven states that I have not driven in. Nevada, Alaska, Delaware, West Virginia, mm, Arkansas. Ohio. I think that's it. I've been in Texas when there's bad traffic, but I haven't driven. But Atlanta drivers are just like, there are so many lanes of one-way traffic. It's like, yeah, let's go 10 or 15 miles over the speed limit. Yep, cool. There are still a lot of traffic backups that really stink, and it's just like, why? This is so slow and so boring. Okay, I drive like 
five miles over the speed limit on average. There are times I find myself accidentally driving like super fast. I'll speed up to get past a certain like bunch of traffic so I can like exit because if I slow down I can't exit and then I just find myself stuck going that speed. Yeah. If you are a driver and you decide to drive fast, please drive fast in the left lanes. Let the slow people in the right lanes, okay? And if you are going to go really fast and you're going to pass someone who is trying to merge, please don't put them through that. Yeah, you think they're in your way, but you're actually in their way. Especially when it's dark outside and you don't even have your headlights on. That stinks. So, the lesson. If you have a driver's license, please drive properly. And if you want to come drive in Atlanta and drive next to me or in front of me or behind me, okay, specifically behind me, and you want to drive fast, I will be going the speed limit, roughly. (laughs) To when I learned about viscosity, all these kind of have something to do with each other. Because traffic, if you think about it, traffic is like a fluid. I learned about viscosity in my fluids. It was called fluid hydraulics, something like that. Water. Water going through a pipe, cars going through a highway, or honey being poured out of a bottle. I did that yesterday. Viscosity has something to do with the space between the molecules, I think and the weight of the molecules, the density of the molecules. I don't remember the equation that we used, but I do remember studying seven hours for my fluids final. I got a C, or like a D, on the test. Just goes to show that, like, you know, the more time you spend on something, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a good result. It would be pretty funny if I were a teacher, because I'd probably have moments like this where I'm just like, and that that color, that's red, that's purple, this is a Hawaiian shirt, here's a pillow, this is my blue polo, but all together they are made up of matter, which matter is everywhere around you. (laughs) And then I would laugh, probably set my microphone down, and say, we'll see you all next week. By the way, I'm trying to make this entertaining, and if it's not working, I'm at least entertaining myself. I really, 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 really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. If you liked it, please share it with your family and friends and anybody and everyone you know. Also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which is my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. I made some bread. It was pretty good, and I put honey in it instead of sugar. Thanks for listening.